0: Chapter 5 Russo led Meade through a door and passed a rather large and beefy security guard. Meade looked up at the large man, a bit alarmed at his size. Growth hormones were outlawed on Mars, but this guy looked like he swallowed steroids for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The imposing security guard looked down at Meade and growled. Russo held up his armbar to the guard, showing him his credentials. Laszlo wants to see him. He's invited back to the game. "'The security guard nodded and stepped aside. "'Nice monkey suit,' Meade said to the security guard. "'Did they cut it out of a circus tent?' "'The guard growled at him even louder this time, and Meade grinned. "'Russo yanked on Meade's sleeve before he was crushed beneath 500 pounds of muscle. "'If you could come along, sir. Laszlo is waiting,' the mousy man sniffed. "'He does not wait for anybody.' "'Lead on, my stout little friend,' Meade replied.' Russo's eyes narrowed and he turned and led the lanky cowboy down a dark hallway deeper into the guts of the Lady Luck Casino. Meade glanced at the walls of the hallway and realized that they had passed beyond the prefabricated hallway construction and were now surrounded by the dark red rock of the Martian Canyon. ''How far are we going into the interior?'' Meade asked. ''He wasn't claustrophobic, exactly. You didn't survive long on Mars if you were afraid of tight spaces.'' But there was something creepy about going deep into the Martian underground and into the system of caves that had served as an initial colony. He knew it was silly, but he always felt like he could feel the hundreds of tons of rock weighing down on him, waiting to cave in on his head. It won't be far. Mr. Laszlo's private game is just down the corridor. Russo's breathing was becoming labored. Meade figured that the walk into the interior of the casino was probably the most physical activity the cashier had seen all week. "'In fact, many of these tunnels were among the first that were built for the New Plymouth Colony,' Russo said. "'They extend deep within the bedrock, and uh, they're connected to all sorts of places on A Block.' "'That's so?' Mead asked, totally uninterested. "'He wasn't here for a tour.' "'It is,' Russo said, sounding almost excited. "'He paused in front of a black door with a square plastic key sensor.' Russo waved his armbar over it and it flashed green, unlocking the door in front of them. Mr. Laszlo awaits you inside. Meade pushed his hat up and nodded his thanks to Laszlo's assistant. He pushed open the door that led into Laszlo's inner sanctum. He saw a bright set of lights further inside and heard the echo of loud and raucous laughter. As he walked in, he could smell the acrid tang of real tobacco smoke. And he instantly knew that this was a gathering of some very important, that is to say rich, people. Most folk on Mars got their nicotine fixed from electronic cigarettes these days. Real tobacco had to be raised carefully back on the homeworld on the few patches of land that survived the radiation from the last war. Meade rounded the corner and was greeted by a gathering of seven men and women seated around a poker table, a pile of chips heaped in the center. They were all drinking and smoking, with some of those substances being more legal than others. Meade was no prude but he was surprised to see the high-level folk gathered here, flouting the laws they so ardently enforced against the rest of the populace. Mr. Meade! Alexander Laszlo rose from the table and approached him with a sad smile. His white hair was swept back to make him appear younger than his 67 years. The man might have been born long enough ago to have fought in the last war himself, but his youthful energy belied his age. He offered a handshake to Meade, who took it, his skin crawling as he shook the warlord's hand. Laszlo, always nice to see you,' Mead said. Laszlo leaned in and patted Mead on the back. "'You had a rough night last night. "'I'm sorry the fight did not go your way.' "'He smiled, his lips peeling back, exposing a set of white teeth. "'Then
1: again, if it had, I suppose I would owe you a lot of money. "'So I may not be that sorry. <laughs>
0: "'The warlord tossed his head back in laughter and the group joined in. Meade noticed Laszlo glance around to see which of his associates had found his joke as funny as he did. He ignored the dig and shrugged. I find things generally shake out how they're supposed to.
1: I was unable to attend the match personally, but my men tell me that you put on quite the show. Laszlo grinned, his thin lips spreading again into a broad smile. I imagine you'll find yourself inundated with offers to go work for one of my brethren. Perhaps I may even be able to convince you to work for me. I like working for myself, Meade replied
0: evenly. I'm only sorry I missed out on an epic payday, Laszlo nodded.
1: Yes, I heard you took out a rather large wager on yourself. Losing stings twice as badly when it doesn't pay out like that. I would imagine that's quite a difficult prospect for a man in your position. Runabouts make their
0: way in the world just fine every day, Laszlo, Meade drawled.
1: I have to admit, I did not expect you to pay me off so soon. What I know of runabouts is admittedly limited. However, as I understand it, there are not many opportunities for you people to make money.
0: Especially without a secure card installed on their arm bars. This came from the man sitting immediately to Laszlo's left. Meade recognized him immediately. It was William Hugh, Chief of Security for Ambassador Corcoran. I make do, Meade said, addressing the Coalition officer. "'Yes, but how exactly do you make do?' The officer's eyes narrowed, examining Meade. "Eh, "'A little of this, a little of that,' Meade replied. "'I'm a fair hand at poker
1: myself.' "'Ah, how wonderful!' Laszlo said. "'We were just about to begin another round ourselves. "'You know, I may not be the biggest fight fan, "'but I do enjoy the mental judo required to play cards.' I find it to be much more rewarding than two brutes attempting to beat the brains out of each other. With all due respect to your chosen profession, of course. Zero-G fights are a bit more graceful than that, Meade replied. Well, you have certainly proven your worth as far as those are concerned, Laszlo said. Would you perhaps like an opportunity to regain what you lost and prove yourself in another way?
0: Meade rubbed his neck while at the same time activating the virus Sarah had given him. He was rewarded with a nearly inaudible beep, indicated that the process had started. Bringing his left arm down, Meade glanced at the display. It indicated that he needed to remain near Laszlo for the next several minutes in order for the hack to be completed. He swore under his breath. He didn't know it would take that long. "Uh, I'm not sure I follow, Meade said, trying to stall for time. Laszlo indicated the poker table in front
1: of him. You lost out on quite the payday due to circumstances beyond your control. I'd like to give you the opportunity to win that payday back. Meade cocked his head.
0: Less than you're willing to extend me another credit line, I'm fairly certain I ain't got enough to buy in with you high flyers. Laszlo shrugged.
1: You still have the 50000 I loaned you, yes? Meade nodded. Then I see no reason for you to miss out on another chance to win your payday. "'I believe in rewarding those who work hard, and your fight was won for the ages!' "'What's the catch?' Meade asked. "'No catch!' Laszlo's eyes gleamed. "'If you find yourself stuck another fifty, "'I'd be more than happy to work with you to find ways to pay off your debt to me.' Uh,
0: "'But how?' Meade didn't like the way the conversation was turning, but he had little choice. "'He needed time for Sarah's virus to do its thing.'
1: Runabouts need ways to make money on Mars, Laszlo said lazily. Working for me would be an excellent way for you to pay back your debt. Perhaps even provide a more comfortable level of existence after your accounts are settled. Meade's eyes narrowed. He could smell a setup from a mile
0: away, but, again, he had no choice. If he said no to Laszlo's offer to join their game, he'd be ushered out immediately after paying him off. If that happened, the data download and format wouldn't finish and Sarah would have spent all that money for nothing.
1: "'I keep what I win?' Meade asked. "'We are all honorable men around the
0: poker table, Mr. Meade, Laszlo replied. Meade glanced down at the readout on his armbar. Still three minutes to go. "'Deal the cards,' Meade snapped. Laszlo crowd in celebration and the people at the table made room for Meade, who sat down and swept the balance of his count onto the table.' Virtual chips spilled out began stacking up in front of him. But, when he looked at his pile compared to what the rest of the players had, it was incredibly small. You really think you can do some damage with that tiny, limp, little pile? A woman in green and black scoffed at him. Rule number 11, it ain't how much you got, but uh, how you use it. At least that's what my ex always used to tell me, Meade said with a grin. She scowled back at him and turned her attention back to the table where the next hand of cards was being dealt. Meade's first card landed softly in front of him and he peeked at it. The king of spades, not a bad start. The second card was dealt and it was another king, two kings. He was off to a very good start. He was first to act and he decided to open strong, showing weakness at this kind of game might get him killed or at least ensure he went broke within the first hand. He swept a pile of chips into the pot, and the other players glanced at each other, unsure what to make of this runabout, who had just bet more money than he normally saw in a year. Two people called, including Laszlo and Hugh. Called and called, the dealer called out. He slapped the top card face down and turned up the next three. The Queen of Diamonds, the King of Diamonds, and the Three of Spades lay face up on the table for Meade to make his hand. Three kings, an incredibly strong hand, and a great way for Meade to kick things off. Check it to my new friends, Meade said, staring at Laszlo's reaction. The warlord grinned and grabbed a handful of chips, throwing them onto the table haphazardly.
1: We'll keep things social and start the round at 5500 Laszlo said. It was a
0: small bet considering the size of the pot, so whatever Laszlo held, he was looking for information. Hugh examined his cards once more and called. Surprised by Hugh's call, Meade followed along and threw the necessary chips onto the table. He decided to play it cool and let Laszlo try and figure him out for the flush draw instead of his very strong hand. The dealer glanced around and pounded lightly on the table twice with his fist and dealt the next card. It was the three of diamonds, which meant that Meade now held the full house. There were also three diamonds on board, so Meade was hoping that one or both of them had a flush, or four to a flush. If he could goose them right, he might be able to leave this table with Sarah's desired information and a nice payday. Check it again. Meade said, setting a trap. This is where things would get interesting. Laszlo reached for his chips and then smiled, drawing back. He tapped the table, staring Meade down. I so check as well. Hugh nodded his assent to the dealer and the betting was complete. The fifth and final card was laid down by the dealer. It was the two of diamonds. There were four diamonds on the table with the ace of diamonds missing. Whoever held that ace probably felt pretty good about their hand right now. He looked at his diminishing stack of chips and wondered just how much he should bet to get Laszlo or Hugh to push in over the top. And then he thought, better yet, why not let them do the betting for him? You boys got me nervous, Meade said. I'm going to check it again. Laszlo thrummed his fingers against the green felt and rechecked his cards. He pushed a pile of chips into the center without saying a word. The dealer looked at the pile and over to Hugh. The bet's 15000 to you, sir. Hugh's eyes narrowed and he checked his cards as well. He called the bet by Laszlo and looked over at Meade. Meade felt as if his insides were doing somersaults. This was it. If he pushed all in and got the other two to call, he'd end up ten grand above what he had. He could give the money back to Sarah, pay Laszlo back, and have a nice kitty for the next few months to boot. My pop always told me when playing cards, never give up the edge when you got it, so I think I'm going to push it all in, Meade said pushing the remaining pile of chips into the center. He stared Laszlo down, his eyes never leaving the warlord's face. Strong bet, runabout, Laszlo said. Are
1: you sure? Sure enough,
0: Bede said, feeling cocky. You don't have to come along if you don't think your cards can stand the heat. Laszlo's grin disappeared, and he leaned forward, pushing his entire stack into the middle. I
1: am confident enough.
0: Hugh immediately threw his cards into the muck, folding. One of his cards landed face-off, exposing the Ace of Diamonds. Suddenly, he was far less confident in his own hand, but he was already committed. He turned his cards over, showing the Warlord what he had. I think my boat's sturdy enough to beat whatever flush you got, Laszlo. Laszlo nodded, chewing on a toothpick without visible reaction.
1: It's true! All I was able to get was two pair!
0: He turned over one card, which was a three. Mead felt the bile rising up in his throat. He didn't need to see Laszlo's other card to know what it was. Four of a kind, Mead said, sick to a stomach. Nicely done, Laszlo.
1: I'm afraid that still means you owe me that fifty grand, Mr. Mead, Laszlo said. If you have no objection. Laszlo raised his armbar and
0: offered it out to Mead. i
1: appreciate it if you would...
0: He stopped suddenly, staring back down at his armbar's display. Mead's eyes widened and he jumped up, knocking the chair over. Well, fellas, I do hate to dump my chips and leave, but I believe they're playing my
1: song. You are not going anywhere,
0: Laszlo said coldly, still watching his armbar. The display was fuzzing in and out as the data on it was being eradicated by Sarah's program.
1: What fresh hell is this? Mead swallowed
0: and began looking for ways to escape. Unfortunately for him, the huge behemoth that guarded the door had come into the room and was looming menacingly over Mead. He seized Mead's shoulders, holding him in place.
1: It would seem my armbar has been infected by a rather potent virus,
0: Laszlo said, his gravelly voice grating on Meade. Is anyone
1: else suffering this issue?
0: The rest of Laszlo's party checked their armbars and shook their heads. Hugh stood, his eyes narrowing as he stared at Meade. He grabbed Meade's armbar roughly. Easy there, friend, Meade cried out. He's downloading and formatting your armbar, Hugh said, panic evident in his voice. Laszlo stood and growled. Kill him! Meade glanced around and grinned. He squeezed his fist, and the room exploded in a blaze of light and sound. The concussion grenade he had been holding hadn't been difficult to conceal under his duster, but it had been a trick and a half to palm it. The confusion brought on by his distraction was the only break he was going to get, and he needed to maximize his advantage. He sprang at the large security guard, swinging squarely at his jaw, hoping his hardest hit would lay out the mammoth man. But it didn't. Oh, Jesus, hell, Meade said. The security guard roared in frustration as he grasped blindly for Meade. He caught him by his arm and yanked, nearly tearing it out of his socket. Meade cried out in pain and fell to the floor. The guard recovered and turned to where he had thrown Meade, standing over him, breathing hard. He wasted no time and kicked the guard in the knee as hard as he could. That time, it worked. The huge man fell to the floor like a building collapsing in slow motion. Meade even half expected the ground to shake when he hit the ground. The rest of the poker party had gathered their wits and were aiming their armbar weapons at Meade. He didn't wait for them to fire the first shot as he grabbed his grandfather's FN-57 pistol out of its shoulder holster and fired several shots back at him. None of the bullets hit their mark, but the distraction was another good start. They fired back with their armbars, each weapon producing a different sort of sound as white-hot flashes of energy flew over his head. Meade ducked behind a group of boxes near the door and watched the bolts burst against the wall. He looked down at his arm bar and saw there were still a few seconds left until the download and format would be complete. He just needed to buy a bit more time. Meade jostled the box in front of him and heard various jars of alcoholic beverages clinking against each other. Ducking under the heavy fire, he grabbed two jars out of the box. He opened one and smelled it, taking a sip. He grimaced and nodded to himself. This would do nicely. Bead opened his jacket and ripped a strip from his checkered cotton shirt, placing one end of the makeshift fuse in the jar and leaving the other hanging haphazardly outside it. He aimed his armbar's laser attachment at the rag and fired. He could hear Laszlo's men and women scrambling around the poker table, hoping they could flank him and stop his assault. Bead's armbar chirped, announcing that the download was complete. He tossed the jar in an arcing trajectory towards his attackers, which landed on the other side of the room, exploding in a blossom of white heat. Meade covered his face, shielding it from the flames. He heard the screams of whoever it was he'd hit, the smell of burning flesh filling the room along with the billowing smoke from the blaze. He knew now there would never be a better time to escape. He threw open the door and ran down the hallway, nearly bowling over Russo, his green visor flying off his head. Sorry about that, Meade called back. Even on the run, it couldn't hurt to be polite. The sound of a dozen arm bars firing echoed behind him. Meade ducked down the corridor trying to dodge the heavy fire. Maybe he should put manners on hold until people stop shooting at him.